0: With four daughters and two on a dance team, I can tell you we go through a lot of mascara in my house, but I'm crazy about L'Oreal Paris new Panorama Mascara, which catches every lash for corner to corner for maximum volume. If you're looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank, this is yours. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. I've been using it for about two weeks now, and I feel like my eye has completely opened up and the girls are crazy about it too. They've got a tapered brush to catch every lash, one of the best mascara wands that I've ever used. And like I said, this luxe appearance of this gold package, you got to get it. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. L'Oreal Paris new Panorama Mascara. You're going to love it. Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com/realitylife or text reality life to 500-500. That's audible.com/realitylife or text reality life to 500-500. The amazing Kate Casey. Welcome back to another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hope that you've had a great week. I want to thank everybody who came out to my Irvine Improv show. I had a total blast. I want to thank Chris Farah and the guys from another Bachelor podcast. Nick, Dylan, and Pat, thank you so much. This has been a wild week in the news, and I'm thinking just as you are about the fact that Tristan and Chloe, Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are having another baby any minute via surrogate, a baby boy. And this is shocking news and interesting news nonetheless, and it's just another example of why I think that this Show that they have on Hulu is exceptional because they have been able to keep so many huge moments of their life private off of social media so that when you watch the show, you feel like you're experiencing things in a real timeline. I love that about the show. And I do feel like you get a window into an incredibly powerful family in the entertainment industry. And really, there's nothing on television right now that gives you such access to somebody so powerful there intimate life's moments. So I'm looking forward to that. And that next season will come out in September, September 22nd. So you're going to have to wait a little bit, but very interesting news. I watched the premiere of The Bachelorette on ABC. As you know, you've got two Bachelorettes, Gabby and Rachel, standing by each other's side, setting out on a journey to find love. I can't say I thought it was enormously entertaining. I think, uh, Gabby talks in a baby voice, so that's, that's a little bit strange, but the guys are just so wackadoo. They have a set of twins that are 24, and it looked like their mom was packing them up in a minivan and setting them off. So I feel like the seasons that are better, you have guys that are a little bit older, skewed a little bit older. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I like that they're not ripping each other's eyeballs out. It is a true friendship, and I think that that's worth watching, but it was one episode. I don't know if it blew my hair back. There's a show on HBO that you should check out. It's called Edge of the Earth. It follows four groups of elite action adventure athletes on four unique, never-before-accomplished missions. There's some of you that are looking for things to watch that are in that that sports realm, adventure sports, and this is perfect for you. If you liked 100-Foot Wave or any of the documentaries about the climbers, this is right up your alley. So that's out July 12th already, so you can watch it. Make sure that you look out for F Boy Island. That's out Thursday, and you've got three women: Mia, Louise, and Tamaris, and they're navigating the dating pool together with the hope of finding a lasting love connection, but without succumbing to the charm of someone who just wants to sleep with them. So that's always a great show to watch. It's in, it's in season two, and it's the same creator that worked on The Bachelor and The One That Got Away. Uh, Elon Gale, who was a guest on my show about two weeks ago. I started watching a show on Amazon Prime called Forever Summer. This is about a group of college kids from widely different backgrounds. Some are from wealthy New York homes. Some are from humble are humble townies. And they're all co-mingling. And I like it because it feels like a different version of something like Siesta Key. like a, Like a real world meets the Hamptons Siesta Key concept and they all have a backstory, which we love. It's not like they're actors. They're people that have known each other for a couple of years. So I told my niece that this was right up her alley. It's called Forever Summer Hamptons. It's on Amazon Prime, and it starts to be available for streaming on Friday. The rehearsal on HBO I've watched no less than five times the trailer. So Nathan Fielder who's hilarious allows ordinary people to prepare for life's biggest moments by rehearsing them in carefully crafted simulations of his own design. I don't think I've en- have ever seen anything like it and I want you to check it out. That's something to put on your list for this weekend. So that is out on Friday. And I told you already you got to watch My Daughter's Killer on Netflix. I watched that and I felt like I was watching a thriller. A must-watch Absolutely, must watch. And then lastly, make sure you check out the one on Paramount Plus, another great sports one. And it's about Brianna Scurry. She was the US women's soccer goalkeeper. She was part of one of my favorite documentaries about women's soccer and the goalie in my go-to inspirational video when I need some inspiration. This explores the inspirational glory and deep dark corners of a Hall of Fame goalkeeper, who stood alone on the field as the only black starter and the only openly gay player. So while celebrating the historic legacy of Brianna Scurry's career, including two Olympic gold medals and a penalty save to help with the U.S. win the 1999 Women's World Cup. Again, you got to go back and just watch that penalty kick clip, that last clip from that World Cup game. This documentary also tells the story of how she overcame racism and homophobia at the time of her greatest triumphs before later finding herself on the edge of suicide following a career-ending concussion, and that's available on streaming too, so make sure you watch out for those. In this episode, I interviewed my friend, Emily D. Baker. She is a legal expert. She's an attorney. She... And I met each other on Clubhouse, if you can believe it, like well over a year ago and became buddies. She's my go-to when I need legal insight. And she blew up this year covering the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. She's a YouTube superstar. And I had to talk to her about what she made of the plea in the Jen Shaw case this week. So we walked through that. And what I thought was interesting was... She thinks also that there's no way that Coach Shaw didn't know something was going on. And like I said, now that I look back in retrospect, I look through a completely different lens. I feel like I'm watching in the first season, absolutely, a husband that looks panicked, a little bit unsure how much he wants to be on TV, concerned like the party that she had where it was her birthday party or Coach Shaw's birthday party and she's throwing things and maybe I could be reading this wrong, but it looks to me like a man who's like, you're making too much too much of yourself here and almost hanging a light on our situation. Like you need to dial it back. There's no way that an attorney, in my opinion, didn't know something was up. So it's going to be interesting as we see all the footage that has been done in the markup to this plea to see how they were both behaving the conversations they were having. It would be very interesting to be one of those editors going through all the footage to see. It's almost like a puzzle piece, figuring it out. And I stand by it. I feel badly for her sons. I feel badly for her mother because they've been pulled into this and they certainly don't deserve it. So we will see how that all plays out. And then I spoke with the executive producer, Brian Richardson from American Ninja Warrior. This show is a when I say huge hit, I can't even explain. It really has become a sport of its own. You see facilities all over the country that are American Ninja Warrior based, obstacle courses. There are people that reach out and try to create obstacle courses. There are people that watch a season of American Ninja Warrior and try to create those obstacles in their backyard. It's unbelievable. And so I was excited to talk to him about how the show has grown and this specific season and the unique obstacle courses they've set up. So here we go with my episode with Emily D. Baker and Brian Richardson. Two years ago for my birthday, my friend Carlene got me the most perfect birthday gift, a Viori jogger. Since then, has become a staple in my wardrobe. To know me is to know I love Viori joggers. And here's why I love it. The product is incredibly versatile. It can be used for just about any activity like running, training, swimming, yoga, but also awesome for lounging or weekend errands. You will love the way you look in all Viore clothing. And ordering your new favorite items could not be easier. Their website will showcase all the great colors and for all of their soft and well-made clothes. And here's another reason I love it. Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint. They're also reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 and beyond. And they are utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active life. And for men, know that my husband loves Viore pants too. They're perfect for running and his go-to travel pant. Biori is an investment in your happiness. And for my listeners, they are offering get this 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at bioricom backslash Kate. That's V U O R I.com/slash Kate. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com backslash Kate and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. I know everybody right now is on a health kick, and that's why I want to tell you about Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. It could be you too. Body program members have support throughout the process. Row's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to the provider on demand for any questions. And you can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. And this means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to rocom slash kkc. Sign up today and you're going to pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's roco slash kkc. With DoorDash, there's something for everyone. You need a birthday gift? Check. Need to stock up on meals, sides, and drinks that your family loves? Also check. Pet ran out of food again? They've got it. Wellness essentials need a restock? It's a good thing they've got those too. The DoorDash app allows you to customize, substitute, schedule, and track your orders, as well as communicate with your shopper while receiving real-time updates. This has been a huge game changer for myself and for our family. Millions of people trust DoorDash for groceries, pet supplies, gifts, well-being, and more, and you should too shop with DoorDash and enjoy big savings. Use code Kate Casey to get 50% off up to $10 value on $15 minimum subtotal on your next convenience grocery or retail order for eligible users only terms apply. Emily, walk me through what you thought when you heard the news. And I have to say, I feel like you're always traveling when big cases happen.
1: Always. I'm always traveling. When something big goes down, I will be just about to board a plane or getting off a plane. So my phone was off um, because I was filming on set. So <laughs> I was completely unavailable. And I we took a break at uh, we took a break for something. And I opened up my phone, and my texts were just full. I'm like, what? happened. And I started looking at them. I was like, no, no, no. I was, I was literally Shaw shocked. I <laughs> never thought in a million years that Jen Shaw was going to take a plea deal. Never, ever, ever. She has maintained her innocence. She has fought with the other women on the show about proving them all wrong. She has said, I am taking this to trial And then in court, because talking on a show is one thing, Mm -hmm. but in court, when the trial dates got bumped back, her attorney was filing motions, fighting back, saying, no, she's ready to go to trial. She's ready to prove her innocence. So even in the court filings, she said for months and months, she was ready to go each time this trial bumped. I was very surprised. But now that I've thought about it, I think I understand maybe a little better why this came
0: at the 11th hour. Good. So tell me why you think this may happen. Absolutely.
1: So what we have to remember is we are in this weird post-COVID trial time where Jen Shaw has been appearing by Zoom call. It's not as real if you're not in the courtroom with a judge looking down at you and the prosecutor standing there and seeing where the jury box is. And the first time she walked into that courtroom in New York was just about a week before she took the plea for that final pretrial conference, oftentimes at final pretrial conferences, judges will say, you know, have you have you discussed a plea deal? This is what you're facing. Government, what evidence do you have against, you know, Ms. Shaw? Let's get everyone on the same page so you understand how real things are about to get and probably reminding her that she's facing 55 to 60 years if convicted after trial. And knowing, knowing, that her co-defendants, including Stuart Smith, are going to testify against her.
0: So it it looks as if uh, there was some sort of realization. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. Her attorney had to have a conversation about not just the realities of her likely conviction, but the realities of a very high restitution, which we've now seen, Mm -hmm. a very high asset forfeiture, which we've now seen, And how much does it cost to go to trial? Is it worth spending all that money to go to trial if you then get convicted and then have to pay all this money? Um, Do you want to put your family through that? What is the government going to present against you? And do you want the public to know everything? How much do you want them to know about the FTC case that you gave a deposition in? How much do you want the public to know about the tactics that you used after that case and changed. How much do you want the media to know? And defendants do plea to to be done with this and to give themselves a better outcome. Even with just the plea deal, and we can talk about the ins and outs of sentencing Mm -hmm. after a plea deal in a moment, but it chopped off 30-plus years of her potential exposure. And for her, that's a really good thing. The white-collar crimes are not sentenced that high. That the stakes are very high. And at the end of the day, the person that is the one that's going to sit in federal prison is going to be Jen Shaw. This decision has to be hers.
0: So let's walk through what happens for, from now. When is the sentencing?
1: Absolutely. The sentencing's November 28th, and we'll see the sentencing memos filed before that. I'm sure she wanted it to be after Thanksgiving. But even when she is sentenced, it's not always the case that someone's sentence is pronounced by the judge. You're getting this amount of time. And then they're put into handcuffs and walked into the back of the courtroom. Often, particularly in white collar crimes where the individual's been out of custody the entire time, they will still have time to finish getting things in order and then turn themselves in. So it's still possible that she will um, be sentenced at the end of November and turn herself in early in the new year. The, the federal courts don't really rush sentencing and rush these things really because the feds will find you there's nowhere you're yeah. going you're not you're not really able to um abscond if you will and mm-hmm. the funny thing about this deal i the deal memorandum of course has been online and we've seen the sentencing range agreed to but that's not an agreed upon sentence and i've seen a lot of people thinking oh she's going to get 14 years that's not what's happening here
0: interesting and so walk walk us through the forfeiture and the financial penalty and how that works out.
1: Absolutely, so the asset forfeiture is separate from the restitution. The asset forfeiture goes to the government. In this case, she's agreed to forfeit $6.5 million worth of cash or assets. In all of these white collar crime cases, especially wire fraud cases, they have a provision in the case where they can either track the funds from the scheme bank accounts, offshore bank accounts, these sorts Mm -hmm. of things and seize them. Any money they took out of the home during the search, which I'm sure we learned it was um, over $100,000 if I remember correctly in Stuart Smith's case, but they're taking cash out of the home as well. But they can also substitute property. Mm -hmm. So they can also say, oh, did you buy this really beautiful Gucci bag? Oh, did you buy this car? Oh, do you own this apartment? That's all ours now until the 6.5 million is met. So, all of that is taken and forfeited to the government first. Then there's a nine point five million agreed upon restitution that goes back to the victims that she has to pay, and that is not dischargeable. That will just hang around forever. Then there's up to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in court fines that the judge can assess at sentencing. So money, 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 money
0: in these cases, what happens with the spouse? I mean, There are many people that presume that Coach Shaw knew a little something. In your experience of these white collar crime cases, how much does the spouse know? You know, every case is different, but because we've seen
1: some of the transcripts from that FTC case and we know that Coach Shaw has a legal background, I can't imagine that at least at the time of the FTC investigation back in 2016, 2017, that he wasn't aware then. There's no way your spouse is sitting for a deposition with a government agency and you're not aware of what's going on. I can't wrap my head around that. I think there's more evidence pointing to what Coach Shaw knew and the fact that he would have known, at least at that time, than there is pointing to what Erica Girardi would have known that Tom Girardi was up to. So I can't believe it. And also Coach Shaw is an attorney. Yes. Yeah, there's no, you you can't tell me that Jen Shaw is sitting for a deposition with the FTC and not talking with her spouse about it. I can't wrap my head around that. It's much Mm -hmm. easier for me to believe that Tom Doherty's like, I'll pay your credit card bills. And Erica's like, fine. I don't know where the money's coming from. I don't care. We're just going to spend it. So I think Coach Shaw probably was more aware. Now, whether he believed what she was doing was fraud, or whether it was just maybe distasteful marketing practices, that's still unknown. Mm -hmm. But after the FTC gets involved, they're letting you know that this is illegal. And that's how the feds became involved. The FTC investigation is what tipped off the feds to investigate this as a fraud case. And generally what will happen next is once the feds get involved in a financial crimes case, the IRS will then go, oh, Why, thank you. We'll just go ahead and take a look next. And in this plea deal, we saw that Jen Shaw can still be prosecuted for any future tax crimes. And what we know from the Judices is that if you are signing those returns, the spouse is roped in. It doesn't really matter how much you knew if there's fraud in the taxes. So this might not be over for Jen Shaw and Coach because the IRS might not be done. If they're looking at this going, you're forfeiting $6.5 million and you're paying restitution of nine point five. this is not what your taxes look like. There can still be consequences for both of them with the IRS.
0: Okay, so the last question is where she will end up. What kind of facility are they likely to place her?
1: She will probably not end up in a really high security federal prison. The women's prisons, there aren't as many um, as there are institutions for men but in a the same type of setting where you saw like a Martha Stewart or a Teresa Judice, she's going to be in a lower security prison unless they determine her to be a security risk. But she's got no prior no prior cases. Um, this is a white collar crime, not a violent crime, so a lower security prison. But at the end of the day, it's still federal prison. You're not coming in there with your fake nails, your hair extensions. Ooh. You're not able to go get filler. You're not getting a facial. It is still not going to be the life that she knows now. And the judge can sentence her anywhere from zero probation to 30 years. I think it's likely she'll be in kind of a seven to 12 range, given what the other defendants got. But the government agreed that the range of sentencing between 11 to 14, the judge does not have to give her between 11 to 14 the judge still gets to decide. And so we won't really know how many years she's getting. I think she will go to federal prison. I think it'll be more than seven years, but we really won't know how long until the judge tells her, and neither will she. And I'm sure Bravo cameras are rolling while she is going to stress out about this between now and November.
0: And also, wouldn't the government want to make her as an example, as a deterrency? So it, always, it always is likely, likely it's more, correct. And that the judge has to factor that in
1: too, but the judge also has to factor in, she has no prior crimes. She's, you know, if she's been an upstanding member of society outside of this, that'll all factor in. But the judge will also consider the number of victims, the age and vulnerability of the victims, how much money was taken in this scheme, how long this went in for. And again, I think the FTC case, you got a heads up from another government agency and you got sneakier and kept going. That I think will play a huge factor for the judge because it's not as if once you learned about it, you went, oh my God, my bad. You learned about it and went, oh, I could do this better. And that's going to play into the judge um, and the judge's sentencing big time.
0: Can't thank you enough. Tell everybody where they can watch you uh, on socials. Absolutely. It's always such a pleasure. I'm at the
1: Emily D. Baker and I do full breakdowns of these cases on my podcast, The Emily Show and over on YouTube, again, at the Emily Baker. Come join the almost 700,000 law nerds Mm -hmm. over on YouTube. It's a lot of fun.
0: Me too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. If you're shopping while working,
2: eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Sephora, and Nike, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member,
1: don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on?
0: Brian Richardson is executive producer of American Ninja Warrior for A. Smith and Company Productions. I'm thrilled to have him today. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you for having me.
0: How in the world did you end up working in this space?
2: Started in journalism. Uh, I was doing news right when I got out and then sort of got seduced into coming to California because it's Hollywood and uh, and that was right around when all the um, sort of reality boom happened. And I, I've done pretty much every every crazy uh, reality show there is. So,
0: what's the craziest one you did?
2: <laughs> Man versus beast. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, a lot of good stories in that one. Yeah.
0: Of all the shows that you worked on, which is the one that you could have actually envisioned yourself participating in?
2: Well, I did a lot of, uh, of, of sports shows uh, or sports related shows, some things for ESPN and things like that, which is probably, you know, more up my alley growing up. Just yeah. my, you know, my dad was a football coach and doing some things like that. So that's probably more what I envisioned I would be doing. Um, some of the other ones who, you know, probably only want to name them, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long list.
0: I'm always intrigued watching the participants of this fantastic show because they all have their own skill sets over the course of all of these seasons and being privy to their training and the way they compete. Um, And then the the way they compete to come back to the show. Is there a certain archetype of uh, a contestant that you think kind of rises above the rest?
2: Well, you know, in the beginning, it's the, the shows and the, and the sport really is what it is now. It's a mm-hmm. sport has really evolved in the last, you know, 10 years or so. When the, when the show first came out, um, nobody hadn't trained to be a ninja. Nobody trained to do obstacles. And so there were people who were, they were rock climbers. They were parkour athletes, some people from the military who had done some, you know, obstacle courses in their training. There were stuntmen. That's who really made up um, our cast in the, um, in the early years. And then as the the sports developed, um, you know, now there are places that, that where you can go and train just for ninja. And so it's become a lot more specialized. And now there are people who are just ninja athletes, you know, kids who have grown up, who were teenagers, who, you know, they didn't do gymnastics and they didn't do, you know, the stick and ball sports and everything. They started doing ninja when they were 10 and that's all they've really done. And so now they're, they're, they're sort of uh, specialist athletes, and you know we still get from from all walks of life and, and all age groups and everything. But now the they archetype is sort of the uh, the kids who have really grown up on Ninja. Um, we still have some of the people who who are ex gymnasts, who are mm-hmm. you know played other sports, um, rock climbers, and those kinds of things. But uh, sort of the the new wave, they are they are ninja specialists.
0: What does it feel like to be? part of building something that has gotten to this point where you've really created a totally new sport.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's in, you know, and I mentioned some of those o- other shows from earlier and, and, you know, some of them you don't even want to, you know, mention <laughs> in polite <laughs> Company um, because they were sort of, uh, you know, a, a lot of what happens in in, in reality TV or, or unscripted TV is it's, um, you know, kind of you're hoping people will get into a fight. You're hoping that there's this, mm-hmm. you know, drama and conflict and everything. And this is one of the real shows where that doesn't happen. It's not yeah. about that. It's really about lifting people up instead of putting people down. And that's, it's definitely rewarding to work on a show like that. I've, I've, I've told this story before about, you know, it's it's one when you're at your kid's birthday parties and, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you're meeting the parents and you're talking to them and, oh, what do you do and whatever and. Be, you know, now you can sort of say it out loud that i have been like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, and, and 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 you don't get the looks like, oh, yeah.
0: right.
2: It's like people are going like, oh my god, that's that's our family's favorite show, and we love oh, that. And, yeah, and honey, he works on Ninja, and you know, you really get that sort of reaction as opposed to some of the the other things, and it's it is rewarding just to see how it's grown. It's it's mm-hmm. um, you know, a TV show that's really sort of spawned a, a sport. And a a movement and, and, uh, you know, it is a great community of people to sort of be around that, um, you know, you don't get even in other sports where it's very cutthroat and very, um, you know, uber competitive. The the people in this sport really do help each other out, help the new kids, the new people who are in it, um, learn, they share information and, and very supportive. So it's great to be a part of that
0: to say nothing of the fact that it's this incredible show for families, which it seems like over time it gets harder and harder to find something that can last throughout the kids growing up. It's just as interesting for a five-year-old as it is to a 16-year-old, and I think that's quite an accomplishment too. So well done for your team. I wanted to ask you about this season. The obstacles have become characters in the show, Elevated art designs, giving them unique personalities and characteristics. Talk to me about the obstacles this season because every season, I'm impressed. This season is just another one.
2: Yeah. Well, again, because it's the, the sports sort of evolved so much, and the people, there's so many ninja gyms out there now
0: mm-hmm.
2: where uh, we'll, we'll have the show on one year and then pe- the, the people will go out and build them for their gym the next week. And so we constantly have to sort of stay ahead and come up with new uh, innovations and new ideas and things that feel different every year to just stay ahead of them. So it's not the same old thing every year. And this year in particular, we just really sort of leaned into, you know, doing things differently, having fun. We have some things like uh, Carnival that is Mm -hmm. sort of a a riff on, um, you know, the uh, uh, Carnival games where, you know, you, you win a... Where you win a prize and uh, you know get a stuffed animal and things like that, and but we're just always trying to stay ahead of the uh, these the the ninja pack, as you, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Final Frontier sees competitors travel an overhead bar through space, weaving past planets on their way to safety. Ghost Town competitors interact with googly-eyed apparitions as they cross the pool. The redesigned power tower features a side-by-side maze race and an epic rope swing. In addition to what you've built in terms of a sport, you've also maybe unknowingly created a generation of kids that are becoming architects because they liked to be at home, kind of imagining what it takes to create one of these incredible obstacles, but also designing them, which the last time I spoke to an executive producer on your show, there was a whole contest for kids to make mm-hmm. designs. Talk to me a little bit about that, but also the fact that this massive popularity of the show has spawned American Ninja Warrior Jr. So passing this on, to, passing the torch on to a younger generation.
2: Yeah, the uh, the obstacle design challenges, it, we sort of did it as a lark because a lot of people uh, sort of um, unofficially would send us ideas and photos and and drawings and things like that. So we said, let's let's make it a contest. And it's become a really big part of the show because we look we look forward to it every year. So we get people from all over the country and it's literally from you know seven years old to 70, um sketch something out on a piece of paper that, oh, I think this would be a cool idea for an obstacle. And they send it in and and many of them make it into the show the following year, or at least a a version. Sometimes we have to tweak them a little bit. and it's been great just to, to see all those different ideas and, you know, to see a seven-year-old
0: mm-hmm. that he's
2: actually putting effort into thinking of an obstacle is great. Um, and so we, we, again, this year have our obstacle design challenge and we sort of, um, you know, publicize it on the show of here's where you can send in your ideas and it's great. And, um, you know, my, my kids elementary school, one of the, uh, uh, math teachers, science teachers asked uh, asked uh, me to come in and talk about it because she was using obstacle design to sort of get the kids interested in wow you know physics and and you know and angles and things like that because that made it relatable you know it's it's a lot more fun um, to talk about it you know through ninja and you know that's just a great side effect of the show that it gets people thinking in sort of different like. You know, turn them into engineers or yeah. or whatever. Yeah,
0: and then you've got American Ninja Warrior. So there's a whole new generation of mini athletes, right that are that are gearing up to compete. I mean, it's really quite impressive. And again, just such a, a great experience for families to participate together, but also to watch together. Um, and and just this m- mission of creating a generation of strong kids, right? Yeah. Not just uh, mentally, but also physically. So this new season, 14, has some of the most elite athletes in the country competing on the world's most difficult obstacle courses. It airs Mondays at 8. It is called American Ninja Warrior. It is fantastic.
2: We're really proud of the show. It's one of the few shows still around that, you know, uh, kids and parents could still watch together, you know, and both, you know, can enjoy it. So uh, yeah, we're really happy with
0: it. I want to thank my great guests, Emily and Brian, and remind you to click subscribe, leave a five-star review. You can join my Facebook group, Reality Life with Kate Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at at Kate Casey. My Instagram is at Kate Casey, C-A. TikTok is it's Kate Casey. You can follow me on Cameo at Kate Casey. And finally, you can go to my Patreon at p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash Kate Casey, and you can find bonus episodes there. And lastly, my must-watch list is available at katecasey.substack.com. You can find all of my must-watch lists there. I can't wait to circle back with you on Monday. I've got a fantastic guest.